Hallelujah. Hadn't it been good already to be in God's house? Brother Todd, you come on up here. And I tell you, nothing will help worship any better than the good message. Amen? Amen. And so I love this man of God, and I'm thankful to have him and his family here tonight. And uh, I don't know, we've been in several different meetings, places together, and I've always appreciated his spirit, and uh, I know that he'll have a good message. Y'all back him up and say amen, all right? And uh, we're not in no hurry, it's still early, amen, it's 10 minutes till 6 in Alabama, so, uh, you know, we got plenty of time, and uh, nothing to do, it's the Lord's Day, isn't that right? And so we'll let him preach to us, and you back him up while he preaches. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Can I move this, brother? Amen. Went to one church and they had a sign on it said, if you move the mic, you don't get an offer. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, we could touch the mic. Amen. But it's good to be here tonight. I appreciate the Lord and I appreciate the Spirit of God. Amen. And uh, I sang about uh, while they were singing that song and uh, reference to one of those disciples were in a ship and uh, a storm arose and uh, the Bible says they... Uh, Jesus was asleep and the hinder part asleep on the pillow. And he, the disciples, of course, ran down there and woke him and said, Carest thou not that we perish? And uh, I used to say years ago, I'd say that, that I could see the Lord. He, he arose and stepped up on the bow of the ship and said, Peace be still. But that ain't what the Bible says. The Bible said he arose and said, Peace be still. He spoke peace in the hinder part. In the secret chambers of the ship. See, he didn't have to get up on the, on the bow and assess the situation. As a matter of fact, they didn't even tell him what they were coming for. They just said, carest thou not that we perish. They didn't have to say, we're in trouble. We're in a storm. We need help. He already knew all that. They just said, Lord, carest thou not that we perish. And he arose in the hinder part and said, peace be still. Amen. I'm glad we can find peace. In the hinder parts, amen. In the secret chambers, I'm glad that we can find peace tonight. It is good to be here. If you got a Bible, run the book of John, chapter number 13. John chapter number 13. I'm honored and humbled to be here tonight. Appreciate the Lord. And uh, I just, uh, I like old time worship, amen. And I was thinking about uh, my brother was worshiping, having a spell. I like that, amen. And the book, I was thinking about the book of Revelation. The Bible talks about those beasts. Around the throne, the Bible said they were full of eyes. And somebody said those were fault-finding beasts. They were trying to find fault in him, looking at him. The Bible said day and night, night and day, they're looking at him from every angle. And the only thing they can come up with is holy, holy, holy. Amen. That's who he is tonight, thank God. There's no fault found in him. He's perfect, harmless, and undefiled. Separate from sinners, and he'll do right, amen. Well, not to judge of the earth, do right. He'll always do right tonight, and I appreciate that, amen. John chapter number 13, when you find your place, would you stand in reverence if you're able to the reading of the Word of God? John chapter number 13, thank you, preacher, for letting me come. And I'll just be honest with you, uh, these verses, this message tonight, I just, uh, uh, this is what I, that's just what I've had on my heart for two days, and just trying to pray. And uh, seek the face of God. And I'm just going to try to mind him, follow him. And uh, he knows what we need tonight. Amen. A lot of times I think I know what we need. That's when I get in a mess. He knows what we need. And uh, let's pray tonight God give us that. All right. John chapter number 13 and verse number 1. 
John 13 and verse 1, the Bible said, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world, and the Father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, and Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he was come from God and went to God. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel, with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. And Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus saith to him, He that is washed neither not, neither not saved to wash his feet, but he is clean every whit, and you are clean, but not all. And for he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, You are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you, and ye call me Master and Lord. And ye say, Well, for so I am. And if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happier are ye if, if you do them. And I speak not of you all. I know whom I have chosen, but the, scripture, but the Scripture might be fulfilled. He that eateth bread with me and hath lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come that when it has come to pass, you may believe that I am he. And verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. And as far as we'll read... Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask God to bless His Word tonight. Our Father in heaven, I thank you, God, for the privilege, Lord, to be in the house of God this evening. I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to stand, God, one more time this side of eternity, Father. And I realize, God, that I'm nothing within myself. God, I need your help. God, I need your touch. And Father, I just ask you, God, tonight, Lord, that you'd give us what we need to have the Word of God. Father, God, we're a needy people. Lord, I appreciate the worship service tonight. Lord, I appreciate the good spirit of God. Lord, I appreciate the liberty to worship tonight. Lord, I appreciate your kindness tonight. Lord, I thank you, God, for who you are. God, you're the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon and the bright morning star. Lord, I thank you tonight for being God. Lord, I thank you that you're in control tonight. Lord, I thank you that you know all things. And God, I pray you know our hearts tonight. God, you know our needs. And God, you know my imperfections and my failures tonight. God, you know how desperately I need your help. God, I pray that you'd hide me behind the cross and God, clothe me in the cloak of my calling. Help me preach like a dying man to a dying people. God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. God, help me to get out of the way. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts and give us what we need. And Father, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for standing. John chapter number 13 and... uh, uh, the Bible talks about here in uh, verse number 4, the Bible said, He riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself and he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and he 
and, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Now, I want to preach to God to help me uh, just for a few moments this evening on serving as Jesus served. Amen. Serving as he served. Now, as you come to John chapter number 13, I love to study the, how the gospel of John, John stands apart from every, every other gospel. Uh, if you study uh, the gospel of John, you'll understand that uh, it covers the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in chapter number 12, we have the close of the public ministry of Christ. And chapter 13 begins his private ministry with his disciples. Uh, from chapter 13 to chapter 17, Jesus, his dealing with his disciples just a, a few short a few short hours there he is teaching them he is preparing them for his departure you'll find in those five chapters some of the greatest biblical truths how that can ever be taught in those chapters as Jesus begins how to prepare his disciples for his departure as he leads you just think about it in the gospel of John covers about three and a half to four years of a period of time and these five chapters covers of a period of about five hours and so how Christ listen slows down in these five chapters and begins to deal with some specific and truths here and begins to teach his disciples as we come to chapter number 13 friend he begins to teach him and he begins to instruct them and I'll look at this chapter and show you a few things about this and we'll be done I want to say before I get in the message tonight before I get in the text I tell you what we need we need some servants. Amen. That's what I want to be. I want to be a servant. I thought about how today as I was meditating and studying the Word of God, how the greatest thing probably that the Lord ever said about Moses, and he said some good things, but the greatest thing he probably ever said about him is in Joshua chapter number 1, when he referred to him as Moses, my servant. Amen. Our friend John Abraham in the Bible, in the Word of God, if you look at Abraham, he is referred to as the friend of God. Isn't that right? Uh, but if you study the life of Abraham, you'll understand that most people, most people believe that Abraham became the friend of God in Genesis chapter number 18 when God visited his house. And in Genesis 18, if you uh, look and study what Abraham is doing, he's serving the Lord. Amen. Our uh, friend, he, listen, he has his feet washed and he prepares a meal for him. And the Bible said he, he, uh, he feeds them and he stands there under a tree. You know what he's doing? He's serving. He's waiting upon them. He's being their servant. I would say tonight, friend, we need some people that will serve God. Amen. We need some servants. I thought about the Apostle Paul. How many times throughout the Scriptures, he refer, in his writings, he referred to himself as Paul, thy servant. I want to be a servant. Amen. Hey, Listen to the Lord Jesus in the text. He's teaching his disciples how to serve and how to be a servant. And of course, he is the person perfect example. Isn't that right? And in John chapter number 13, I want to show you a few things about serving as the master served. First of all, I want you to notice the perception of the Savior. Amen. What are you talking about, preacher? Look what the Bible said in verse number one. How the Lord understood some things. Amen. He knows some things. I look what he said in verse one now before the feast of the Passover. Look what the Bible said. When Jesus knew that his hour was come that he should depart out of this world unto the Father. I want to say the Lord understood his departure. 
He understood that he didn't have, listen, as far as his time on this earth, he didn't have much time left. If he was going to do anything, if he was going to teach him, if he was going to, uh, listen, if he was going to impart some truth unto these disciples, he was going to have to do it. He don't have much time, just a few hours. He's going to be on the cross, just a few hours. He's going to be hanging between heaven and hell. And he has a, uh, listen, just a short window, just a short period of time. I'd listen to impart truth. And he understood that he did not have much time. Can I say tonight, had God help us to realize that we do not have much time left in this world, friend? Surely that has to be the case if you look around out of what's going on in society. If you look at the sin of society and the corruption that is in this world. But let me just say this, if you look at the apostasy that's in the church, I'm telling you, friend, you don't see old time churches on every corner. You don't see, listen, we live in a day when people are dropping their convictions and their standards and there's a great fall away from the truth and I'm telling you listen this move of contemporary this contemporary movement and this garbage that's going on in the church world friend we're living in a time of great apostasy and can I say it listen if we're going to do something we better do it while we can we do not have much time amen There's a dep- he understood his departure but notice this he understood his deity amen Look what the Bible said in verse number three. The Bible said, knowing Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand and that he was come from God and went to God. You know, listen, he knew where he came from. And the Bible said, listen, him knowing that he come from God and he went to God. He knew who he was. Amen. Hi, friend, in the text, understand what is taking place. How Jesus is taking upon the form of a servant. And he begins to do the job of a slave. He begins to wash the dirty feet of the disciples. But can I say, how the one who's washing that their feet is none other than God himself. He's the one who said, let there be and there was. He's the one that hung the earth on nothing, friend. How the Bible said in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the words with God and the word was God and the same was in the beginning with God he it was and is God amen he understood where he came from he said this he said to him knowing that he come from God I thought about that he understood where he came from in other words he was God but yet he was willing to serve amen how can I say this listen him being God if him being God is willing to serve, I friend, when I think about where I came from, I when I think about where God brought me from, I surely it will compel me to serve tonight. I was thinking about why the brother was testifying. How about listen going to Alabama and somebody bringing them the gospel? How can I just say tonight, friend? I wasn't raised in the old time way. I wasn't raised in the house of God. I wasn't raised in the things of God. How about one day, thank God, four hours from home on the in the middle of nowhere somebody I brought the gospel under me and the Holy Ghost of God put me under conviction and saved me by the grace of God I'm telling you I should be in hell friend I with my back broke but God showed up and intervened I just in time and rescued me out of the mess I was in when I think about where I came from when I think about what I should be when I think about what I could be surely it compels me how to serve him amen Amen. He understood where he came from, his deity. But I'm going to say this. He understood his dominion. Look what the Bible said there in verse 3 again. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand. What about that? He understood in the text 
that all things have been given into his hand. He had all power in heaven and earth. Amen. Hope, I'm listening. He's got all power. He's got all authority. He's got all dominion. Yet the one who has all power served in spite of his power. Served in spite of his position. In spite of what he'd been given. In spite of his kingdoms that he was over. He, listen, he stooped down and took upon him the form of a servant and served in the likeness of, listen, of a servant here in the text. Amen. And I want to say, for, listen, hey, I'm telling you, we live in a day and everybody wants to pat on the back. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm telling you, listen, he's God, amen. And he's over the kingdoms of the world and he still was willing to serve, amen. How can I tell you, listen, there's no job that's beneath me, friend. Listen, I'm not too good to do anything. I tell you, listen, friend, here he, he's a washing dirty feet and he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, amen. He understood his dominion, amen. We see the perception of, his, of the Savior. But notice this, what I want, really want to get to. I want you to notice the, the pattern for service, Amen. The Bible said there in verse number four, he said, he, the Bible said, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. Don't you know, first of all, his priority, amen? Now, if you understand, you studied, listen, during this time, uh, it was very common. Foot washing was a very common practice. I mean, listen, their feet would get dirty from walking in the dirty streets of Jerusalem. And oftentimes, uh, when they would come into a home, one of the first things that would be done is their feet would be washed by a servant or by a slave. And oftentimes, before a meal, their feet would be washed by a servant or by a slave. Or oftentimes, before bed, their feet would be washed. You'll find that in Song of Solomon chapter number 5. How when that woman made an excuse, how listen, that her feet had already been washed and she was in bed. And so how this is a common practice, amen. But most of the time there was a servant or a slave that was always there that would do the job, amen. And I'll tell you what, when somebody would enter the home, how the servant would automatically just do what he was supposed to do. Amen. I mean, they just uh, listen, how that was their job, that was their position, that was the servant. So when somebody come to the home, how they would automatically get a towel and get a basin and prepare how the water and listen, begin to wash the guest's feet and prepare them for supper, prepare them for bed. That's what they done. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, listen here, in the text, as they're in the upper room, there's no servant there. There's no, hey, listen, there's no slave there. There's nobody to do the job. Yet there's a job that needs to be done, amen. How their feet must be washed. It had to be done. There was a job to be done, yet nobody done it. I thought about this, listen, not one of those disciples volunteered to do it. Not one of them. Listen, they knew it was common practice. They knew it was it should have been done. Huh? Listen, they knew that there was nobody there to do it, but it had to be done, but not one of them volunteered. So I'll tell you what the Lord did. He took upon himself how to do the job that needed to be done. Or listen, I'm telling you, nobody had to tell him. Nobody had to force him. Nobody had to, listen, guilt him into it. He just, he seen a need and he got bit, got busy and done it. Amen. How can I say in our churches, friend, we need some people how that do not have to be told and do not have to be directed, but just do something for God. How because they see the need, they realize there's things to be done and just do it. Amen. That's exactly right. Hey, listen, I'm talking about a servant. Amen. 
That's what we need some people who got a heart of a servant. I remember years ago, I was pastor a little old mountain church, and uh, I'm talking about not having to be told, amen. I was pastoring a little mountain church and I was uh, talking to one of my members after service and it was a cold night and they were calling for a cold spell. I was going to get, I think it was some bad weather ahead and I was talking to him. I said, I need some firewood. And I said, I, I burn firewood and I need some. I said, I'm going to have to get me some before this cold snap hits and before the bad, bad weather comes. And I lived about 45 minutes away from the church. And we left church, we fellowship for a good while, and I drove home, and I got home, and I, mean, I live, listen, I live in the mountains. Y'all hear me? I mean, I live on top of the mountain. And I, listen, if I, somebody, if I hear a noise at 11 or 12 o'clock at night, yeah. hey, there ain't nobody supposed to be around my house. Amen. I'm telling you, about 11.30, I heard somebody on my porch. Yeah. And I said, uh, my wife said, what is that? I said, I don't know. And I went and got the 357. Amen. That's exactly right. I was going to introduce him to Smith and Wesson, and I opened the door. I'll tell you what it was. It was that member. And uh, what he had done, he, he, he found out that his preacher had a need. And he went home, and he got the firewood that was on his porch and loaded it on the bed of his pickup truck, drove 45 minutes to my house, and backed up, listen, backed up to my uh, my porch, my steps, and began to ch- I'd throw wood. I'd open the door, and he's throwing wood. I thought, what in the world? Hey, here come a big stick of firewood. I thought, what in the world? Now look, my, I'm telling you, listen, he loaded my, he, he brought every stick of firewood he had off his porch and put it on my porch. And I said, why are you doing that? He said, my preacher needed something and I had it and I was not going to let him do with that. I'm telling you, nobody, listen, I didn't tell him, I didn't ask him, I didn't, nobody told him to do it. He just saw a need and he, listen, he done it. I'm going to tell you something else. I, I didn't get up Sunday morning and tell everybody what he had done. I never bragged on him. I never petted on him. In public, friend, nobody in that church ever knew and to this day I don't think that, that, that many still don't know but can I say there's a God in heaven that's keeping a record friend and he knows what listen he done and he knows what we're doing his priority was to serve amen amen friend listen a lot of people don't want to serve unless they, listen, unless they get recognition you see everybody wants to be a servant until they're treated like one a servant don't get recognition. A servant don't get patted on the back. A servant don't get their name in lights. They're not out in front. But can I tell you, friend, listen, come to judgment seat. I'm front. Listen, I really believe there's going to be some saints of God. I've just served faithfully down through the years. And some of us men of God will have to take a back seat. Out of some old saint of God that's just been faithful to serve and to serve her church and serve the man of God. His priority was to serve. Amen. But notice preparation in the text. The Bible said this in verse 4. The Bible says he rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. You see before he ever done a job he prepared for it. He got ready for it. Amen. Hey, listen, he's going to wash the disciples' feet. Hey, he, he was going to do the job of a servant, but before he ever done the job, he made the preparations to do what, listen, what he needed to do. Now, take, listen, hey, if we're going to serve God, it takes some preparation. Yes, Amen. I thought about this. Y'all, y'all having a meeting this week. How can I say, friend, if you're going to get help this week, you're going to have to make some preparations. You're going to prepare. There's no wonder we come to church service after service and nothing happens. We come in unprepared, unprayed up. Listen, not ready to receive the word of God. I'm telling you, friend, listen, we need to make some preparations. How to serve God. Amen. 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 That's right. 
Hey, musicians have to practice, isn't that right? I'm telling you, hey, they, they, there's a preparation. Then notice this, notice the, the perspiration. So what do you mean, preacher? The Bible said in verse 5, And after that he poured water into a basin, he began to wash the disciples' feet. You know what? There was some work involved. There was some work involved, amen. There was some labor involved. Friendly. He was willing to work. He was willing to labor. He was willing to put forth an effort to do what needed to be done, Amen. And I say something, I'm not trying to be mean, or I'm not trying to be good, but I'm telling you, we're living in the laziest society. Isn't that right? I'm telling you, we're living in a lazy society, friend, where people don't want to do anything. Amen. Isn't that right? But I'm going to tell you, that same mentality has crept in the church. Now, amen. That same mentality of laziness and let somebody else do it. And set, amen, friend. That has crept into the church. For years, I worked in a furniture factory and uh, I, I ran the cabinet department and, and I, I would set up my production line and, and I would try my best to equal out the work the best I could. I mean, I would, listen, I would put one individual doing one thing and another individual doing another thing. And I, I mean, I would try to equal it out the very best that I could. But sometimes I, the very best I, I, I could do, I didn't get the work equaled out. And always when I would sit up, when I would get everything going, I would come back and begin to watch the production line to see how smoothly it was running and see how that I had it all set up and how things were working. And I began to, many times I'd go back and watch my line and I'd see one fellow over here. He's killing himself. I mean, he's working. I mean, sweats are on off. I mean, he's just, he's giving it everything he's got. I mean, about to go out. I'm about to stroke out. Y'all hear me? And there'll be some fellow standing beside him much like he is. And I'd walk up to him and I'd say, what are you doing? Said, what you told me to. Amen. What you told me to. And I'd say, well, this guy, he's struggling. And you're not doing a whole lot. Won't you pick up some of his slack? Won't you help him a little bit? He's killing himself. He's doing all the work. Won't you? He said, well, you didn't tell me to. Amen. I shouldn't have to tell you to do everything. Amen. Hey, listen, you see, you see something needs to be done, just do it. Amen. Hey, listen, there's some work out there, but the problem is nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to do anything. Hey, nobody, they listen. Can I tell you something, friend? This uh, how easy Christianity will not work. I'm telling you, if we're going to see God do something, it still takes labor and effort and hard work. How are we talking about praying in the prayer room? Can I say this? It takes some effort. It takes some hard work. How Spend some time on your knees and crucify the flesh. Hey, there's some perspiration involved. Amen. Then notice the posture. Amen. The Bible said he washed their feet. Amen. You know what he did? He got down. He humbled himself. He lowered himself. Amen. Lord, help me. Amen. Are we all right tonight? You know what? Listen, I, I hate to be mean, but I, I listen. We're living in a day, we're living in a time of self-promotion. I can't stand that mess. I can't stand self-promotion, friend. Hey, listen, everybody promoting their self and, and promoting them and promoting them. I'm telling you, this thing ain't about me. It ain't about you. It's about him. Amen. Had God help us, if we'll lift him up, he will draw men unto him. Hey, but I'm telling you, there's a lot of things going on in the energy of the flesh because people are promoting their flesh and their ministry. And I'm telling you, listen, it makes God sick tonight. Amen. A true servant's humble. Amen. I was reading about D.L. Moody, the great D.L. Moody. And I'll tell you one thing that made D.L. Moody so great was his heart of service. 
And I was reading about Moody and, and uh, I, the, what I was reading, they said he, he would have a meeting. He'd bring us, many of the men that he preached for over to preach for him. And it was custom, many of them from London, it was custom that uh, when he would go over there or anybody that was over there, that at, at night they would, sit, they would take their shoes and set them outside the door. And the servants or somebody would come by and get their shoes and they would shine them. And they would set them back at the door. And the next morning when they got up, they'd open the door and they'd have their shoes shine freshly. And then Brother Moody had all those men come and preach for him. And he had them put up and had the story that I read. said he walked down the hall and he seen all the shoes of those men of God sitting outside their door. And he knew what they were for. And he went and started gathering all of them up. And took them to his study and began to shine their shoes. And nobody would ever know, but his assistant come in and, and found out what he was doing and sit there and begin to shine those shoes of those men of God. And Moody and his assistant sit there and shine the shoes of the men of God. And they went back and set them at that door. And the next morning, those men of God got up and found their shoes freshly shined. And never did they know that Moody done it himself. Ah, but here was a great man of God. Listen, here was the man of God that they were preaching for. Here was the man of God that everybody looked up to. Here's a man of God that shook the world upside down. How but he was still willing to get down and do the job of a servant. Amen. He humbled himself. Amen. I got to hurry. Notice his performance. Verse 5. The Bible said, what's his? He said, after he poured water in the basin, began to wash the disciples' feet and wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girty. So not only did he wash their feet, but he dried them off. Amen. So what's that, what's that got to do with anything, preacher? Hey, he done a good job. Amen. Amen. He just didn't do it halfway. He just didn't wash them and leave them dripping. Hi, my friend, he washed them and dried them. He done the job completely. He done a good job. Amen. I tell you, listen, they didn't have to sit there and let their feet drip dry. But the Lord took care of it. Can I say, when he done something, he done it right. Amen. He done it to the best of his ability. He gave it everything he had. I would to God there'd be some of us tonight. I'd get in this thing and just give, just give him everything we've got. I mean, listen, just give it our all. That's what what God's looking for. You may say, preacher, I can't do much. You can do what you can. You can give it your best. I'm telling you, if we do that, friend, there's no telling what God could do. Amen. Right. We'll just give him our best. Amen. That woman over in Mark chapter number 14, you know the story. And she broke out out of Buster Box and poured it on the Lord. And the Bible said, uh, listen, that they were filled with indignation and uh, they didn't like what she was doing. No. They didn't like it. Amen. The Bible said the Lord, he, he commended her. And he said, wheresoever the gospel is preached throughout the whole world, this shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. I've often thought about that. I don't, listen, I don't know, preacher, you help me out of service. I don't think you ever said that about anybody else. I mean, I don't, listen, he don't, he, he, I never read where he said that the works or the service or the things that John Dunn will be spoken of as a memorial for him throughout the whole world. I never read that about Peter. I never read about, about any of the disciples. I don't even read that about how the great apostle Paul, but I tell you what God did. How there was a little old woman there how that nobody didn't know much about. How thank God just give the Lord the very, very best she had. Give him her, give him her all. I tell you what the Lord did. He took what she done and used it to reach the whole world. Amen. Isn't that right? Amen. Listen to his performance. Then notice his. Notice his persistence. Watch this. The Bible said there in verse number 
6, the Bible said, Then cometh he to Simon Peter and saith to him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. And Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. And Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not to say to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. And you're clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, you're not all clean. And so what you'll understand, you'll find there's two people in the text that, listen, one of them being Peter, did not want the Lord to wash his feet. Isn't that right? He didn't want, listen, he, he, he had no desire for the Lord to do that unto him. Matter of fact, he didn't want him to. And I'm, listen, he rejected what the Lord was trying to teach him. He rejected what the Lord was trying to do. You know what the Lord did? Even though Peter rejected it, even though Peter resisted it, how the Lord served him in spite, listen, no matter what he said or his attitude or his actions about the situation, how the Lord served him in spite of himself. And then the other one was Judas. And he, listen, we know what, and the Lord knows that Judas shall betray. Right. He even says it in the text. Just in a little while, Judas is going to betray him with a kiss. Just in a little while, if you will, Judas is going to stab him in the back. Amen. Amen. And I'll tell you what the Lord did. He washed his feet as well. Right. Amen. Amen. I, I thought about that. You know, the Bible said over there when Judas come to him, uh, listen, in, in the garden, and, and the Lord looked at him and he said, my friend, Amen. And he kissed the Lord and betrayed him with a kiss. Isn't that right? I was, I was reading the other day, and I'm uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked, but I'm going I'm to hit this while I'm on. I was reading the other day in the book of Job. And, and listen to me, it talks about why Job endured what he went through, why how he had to suffer the things that he suffered. But the Bible said there in the latter part of the book of Job that God turned the captivity of Job when he, Job when he prayed for his friends. Now, wait a minute. That men were not really his friends. I mean, they were criticizing him. Listen, they were ridiculing him. Amen. Listen, they were, they were putting him down. They were trying to find fault in him. They were trying to get him to confess to do something that he didn't do. Amen. That's right. But the Bible said God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. You see, when Job got to the place where he could pray for those that were ridiculing him, when Job got to the place where he could pray for those that were despising him and those that were dejecting him, those that were causing him trouble and those that were, listening running their mouth about him, when he got to the place where he could pray for them, God turned that thing around. Amen, Amen. I thought about this. You know what? There's never a time in Job's life, and I know you go on chapter one, he was a perfect man, one that feared God and shoot evil. And I understand all that. But there's never a time in Job's life when he was more Christ-like but when he prayed for his friends. Amen. Jesus referred to Judas as his friend. Judas, Jesus sure served Judas. Even though he wouldn't betray him. Even though, listen, Judas was going to do him wrong. He served him in spite of himself. He ser- and listen, even though he was going to hurt him, he served him anyway. Amen. A lot of people want to try to serve others, you know, as long as they're good to them, they're going to... And I've heard, a lot of people say, as long as you're good to me, I'll be good to you. Well, I ain't what the Lord was, amen. He is good to people in spite of how they was to him. He served people in spite of how they treated him, amen. I, listen, he didn't run people down even though they ran him down. Amen. Hey, listen, friend, there, there was a, he, he, is, he washed all their feet. 
There's a lot of times we'll be misunderstood. A lot of times people won't understand what we're doing. How people don't understand why we do the things we do, why we make the stands that we make. And I think, but I'm telling you, listen, we ought to serve them and love on them how, in spite of how they receive it or in spite of how they act or what they say about us. God help us, friend, how just to be a servant in spite of how we're treated. Amen. I really believe with all my heart one thing's killing our churches in the day and time we're living in is the spirit of unforgiveness. I really believe that. I'm, I'm telling you, listen, friend, people, if somebody gets their feelings hurt because of what somebody said or how they, how they treated them or what they've done to them, and I tell you, they can't get over that. They can't get past that. And they hold on to it, and it sets up a seed of bitterness, and they can't ever let go, friend, and it eats at them and chews at them, and they get backslid and cold on God and indifferent on God because every time they see that individual come in the house of God, they're reminded of what they've done or what they said or how they acted, and they can't worship God because I'm friend of that seed of bitterness that's in their heart and soul. I'm telling you, friend, hey, you need to realize that you're going to have to let some things go if you're going to serve God and be what God wants you to be. Amen. I'm done. I notice, notice the purpose of the text. The Bible notice the protest of Peter here. Peter didn't want him to. Amen. And I'll tell you what, Peter, the Bible said there in verse number seven, Jesus answered and said to him, What I do thou knowest not. But thou shalt know hereafter. But verse 8, Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou shalt no part. You know what I find Peter had? Peter had fake humility. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. That's right. You're all, you're not going to wash my feet. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Oh, no, no. I don't want you to, I don't want you to wash my feet. I need to be a washing your feet. No, no. I'm going to tell you something, friend. He was as fake in the text. He had full of fake humility. Amen. Amen. That's a lot. Lord, help us, Jesus. I'm going to tell you something, friend. Listen, if you're humble, you don't have to tell people you're humble. I get to, I, how many of you takes me people bragging on, my, on their spirituality? Amen. Amen. I was preaching a meeting one time. Lord, have mercy. I'm just going to... Mm. I was preaching, meeting one time, preacher, and there's a preacher preaching before me, and he got up, and uh, my family was with me that week, and we got out, and, and uh, we got out, went, got a bite to eat that day, and uh, come back to the motel, and that preacher got up before me, and he said, now bless God, I didn't go out to eat today. He said, I've been in my motel praying. I said, bless your heart. I went and eat, praise God. I'm going to tell you something, friend. If you've been in the motel praying all day trying to get something with God, you don't have to tell nobody. They'll know it when you mount the pulpit. I'm telling you, listen, if you're spiritual, you won't have to tell anybody. They'll know it when they get around you. If you're humble, you won't have to tell anybody. They'll know it when you get around you. How Peter was full of fake humility. Amen. And I'm not trying, I'm, listen, I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Amen. Notice the punishment regarding the Bible said in verse 9, Simon Peter saith unto him, or look in verse 8, I'm sorry, the Bible said, Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet, and Jesus answered, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part in me. Now, that's not me. I don't mean that he's not going to be saved. He's talking about fellowship. Amen. Got no fellowship with me. Amen. Listen, a lot of people take this text and they distort it and twist it. I tell you what Jesus said. He said, If you don't allow me to wash your feet, he said, You will not have fellowship with me. And there's a reason in that. There's a principle explained in verse 10. Look what the Bible said. Jesus saith unto him, He that is washed needeth not to save, wash his feet. But he's clean every way. And you're clean, but not all. So what's he saying? 
We understand that. Like I said earlier, their feet would get dirty from walking the dirty streets of Jerusalem. But listen, they may be clean. They would wash in a bathhouse. And they may be clean all over, but their feet would get dirty from walking the dirty streets. And daily, they'd have to come back and be cleansed from the filth on their feet that they had. Listen, that they... Uh, had inquired from more, or listen, they'd gotten on them from walking in the filth of this world. And every day they'd have to come back and have their feet cleansed. Uh, continually they'd have to come back and have their feet cleansed because they were continually walking in the filth of this world and continually getting dirty. And the Lord said, if you don't deal with those things, how uh, they come into your life from walking in the filth of this world, you will not have any fellowship with me. I know you're saved. I know you've been cleansed. I know, thank God, you've been washed in the but you do get dirty you do get filthy they are things that come in your life from the filth of this world and you need to deal with them and you need to get rid of them and you need to wash them so you can have fellowship Amen. notice the prophet listen the purpose notice the prophet I'm done right now listen look at verse 14 there's an example he said this if I then if I then your Lord and Master have washed your feet you also ought to wash one another's feet and he's not, listen, he's not trying to, a lot of people take this text, they want to try to, they want to try to say that's an ordinance. No. A lot of people do, that's not an ordinance. Right. The Lord is not trying to tell them to, how, listen, particularly do what he done as far as the, how the procedure, but he's teaching them to serve like he served. How the pattern that he served out of the things that he done, to have that same mindset, how to have that same heart of service, do like I've done. Amen. Amen. Then notice, listen, notice the enjoyment in verse 17. The Bible said this tops it off. He said, if you know these things, happier are ye if you do them. Do you know the happiest people in, these world, in this world are those that serve? Those that serve others. Amen. Those that do something for somebody else. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, you, you, when you do things for other people, you forget about how bad you've got it. Amen. Uh, let me just say this. And I... <laughs> Friday, my pastor called me and asked me if I could take him to the hospital. His dad was dying. He's in the, he's in the, uh, he's in the nursing home and he's dying and he's going to take his dad to the hospital. And he asked me if I would come and get him and take him. And I told him I would. And uh, this week, my wife's been having some tests run. This week, we got some bad news. And uh, I mean, listen, it just, uh, we've been praying. It shook us up. And Friday, I went up to the nursing home and I began to walk those halls. I'm just going, I was just, I was just there to help him. And I went and got his daddy and I picked him up and carried him and, and let him, he, can't, he can't walk. He, I picked him up just like a baby and put him in the seat of the truck. And picked him up and put him in the, in the wheelchair. And uh, we, I rode the, uh, the hawk about an hour and a half ride one way and spent some time just, just sitting in the waiting room. Came back and, and uh, his dad is kindly, his mind is not all there. And, and uh, my pastor, he said, you, you know who this is? And he said, no. He said, that's the preacher you like so well. He said, uh, about all he said. All that happened. I got later on that evening, we took him back to the nursing home. I picked him up, put him in the wheelchair. We rolled him in his room and, and, and got him in the bed. And I started walking out of the, of the hospital room, or his, his room there in the nursing home. And he said, preacher, preacher. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. He said, thank you. It's about all he said to me the whole way. He said, thank you. I walked out there and I thought, boy, God's been good to me. I could have been a nursing home. 
Listen, I couldn't be in a shape. I'm telling you, God's been real good to me. Friend, when you do something for other people, He'll help you realize just how good God's been to you and how blessed you are. I'm telling you, friend, listen, the, the people that serve God, serve others, are the happiest people. That's what He said. Yes, Happier you Amen. if you do these things. Amen. The people that are miserable are those that only worry about themselves. That's it, brother. That's it. We live, in, and I'm not being... Ugly, or if you've got a problem, listen, a lot of people in, this, in our society deal with depression and things like that. And I'll tell you what, what magnifies that is when you begin, you get internal. Start looking at yourself. Amen. Amen. You get your eyes off yourself. Start looking to Him and looking to others and see the job. I'll tell you, hey, it'll make your problems seem real small. Amen. Amen. Hey, the heart of a service. Serve as the master. I, I don't know about you, but I want to serve Him. Amen. I, I just want to be a servant. That's all I want to be. I'm telling you, listen, friend, if the, if the bathrooms need cleaned out the house of God, I just want to be a servant. I'm telling you, I ought to be in hell tonight, but God came by where I was and saved me. I'm telling you, I don't deserve anything and how, but to be in hell, but I tell you, I just want to do something for God, no matter how small it is. I just want to do something for Him. Amen. By the way, Philippians 2, the Bible talks about wherefore God hath highly exalted Him and given Him a name this is above every name. That word for you know what that tells us? Is there's a reason God exalted him. Yes. Amen. Amen. God, God exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. You know what the reason was? The Bible said he took home the form of a servant and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Word for God hath highly exalted him. I'm telling you, listen, God exalted him. You know why? Because he humbled himself. Amen. We want to be exalted. Hey, humble ourselves. Yes. Take on the form of a servant and allow God to use our life. Amen. Let's bow our head for a word of prayer. Yes. Preacher, you come. We're going to pray tonight. Maybe God spoke to your heart. I, I'll be honest with you. I sang about what service at God. People are worshiping God. I thought, man, I don't, this don't fit. But I know the Holy Ghost put it on my heart tonight. Now I know God, listen, spoke to my heart, told me to preach on this. And then it doubt my mind, God spoke to hearts tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And there's some already in the altar praying, maybe you need to come. Yes. Yes. Slip around this altar and let's ask God to help you. I want to be a servant, don't you? Yes, I just want to serve Him. Can I say He's worthy tonight? Yes. He's worthy to be served tonight. Yes. Yes, God's looking for some servants. Yes. Will you be one tonight? Volunteer, amen. I thought about Isaiah. I was reading out the day, the Bible said when Isaiah seen the Lord high and lifted up. And when he seen the Lord, he saw himself. And he said, here my Lord, send me. Amen. He saw his sin, he saw himself, but then he saw the need and he volunteered. Lord, let me do something. Lord, let me do something. Let me be involved. God's speaking to your heart. God's speaking to your heart. Now we're going to pray. And I wonder tonight, maybe somebody here not saved. Are you saved tonight? Do you know that? If you died right now, friend, are you going to heaven? Do you know that? You can tonight. God loved you and Jesus died for you. He took your place. Come for you that you could have life. Do you know it tonight? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for your grace tonight. Thank you for your mercy. Touch every heart, meet every need. God, help these around the altar. Oh, God. Lord, let the word of God, Lord, touch hearts tonight. God, I beg you to do what only you can do. Father, we'll thank you for it in Christ's name. 
Amen. Let's all stand. Preacher, you can.